Father, we thank you, Lord, for today, God. Father, we ask for hearing ears today, Father God. Father, we want to hear what your word says. We want to hear and know what your word means, Father God. We don't want to be ignorant of anything that your word says, Father God. Let us not be ignorant in any aspect of what you said and what you've done by the revelation of what you mean in every aspect of our life, God, that we have the victory in Christ Jesus, that we walk triumphantly in this valley of death. For as we walk in this world, Father God, we will not be overtaken by the cares and the things of this world that would toss us to and fro, by the things that would ensnare us, the things of the enemy, all the traps and all the wrong mindsets that religion and tradition and false doctrines have made us to think. And the whole time we're being deceived by the enemy, Father. We ask you, Father, to give us wisdom in every area of our life that we would walk in victory in the truth. Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you. Father God, let it be exalted in this place. Let your power and might be exalted in our lives and in this place. Father, we thank you that you're real, you're alive, and you're among us right now. Father God, we worship that you are here, that, we are, that you are Emmanuel, that you're God with us, that we do not have to walk out this life alone, that this is the mystery of us being with you and the Holy Spirit being with us, and the Spirit of truth guiding us into all truth inside of us, us being the living temple of God, made by you, designed by you, orchestrated by you, created in your image, Father. Let your image arise in the land in the mighty name of Jesus. Today's message is called, Do Not Be... Don't be, I'll just say, don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant. And it's written. You can read it in the Bible. Don't be ignorant. And it goes on not only saying, do not be ignorant of spiritual gifts, because if you don't know what you have to... Uh, from God, then you're being ignorant, you're, you, you can't use them, and don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. So, it's not saying that we fear the devil, that we do not, we do not, in other words, we don't fear the devil, we don't listen to the devil, we don't worry about him, and we don't give him glory, but we do not, we do not, we do not pay attention to the things that matter. So in other words, it's not like we pay attention to Him. It's not like we, we worry about Him every day. But the Bible's saying, do not be ignorant. Like, don't act like He doesn't exist just because you got saved. Don't act like He cannot ensnare you if you let Him. Do not, don't, don't be stupid uh, when it comes to the things of the enemy. Because if we become stupid, then He can get us in the snare. So I'm going to show you the scriptures. That, do not be ignorant. For he's wanting to ensnare us and trap us all the time and take many of us captive. And many people that have become Christians, they, they taunt and they say all oh, this thing, oh, and they sing the song that the enemy's been defeated. Death, you know the song, death, where is your grave, where is your sting? But the whole time the enemy's binding them because he's been defeated on the cross, but he's still around. 
See, he's not going to be taken to hell until Jesus and comes in the last trumpet. So, yeah, he's been defeated. So we have to be in Christ to have the have the victory every day. We have to stay in Christ to continue in the victory in Christ. We do not just ignorantly act like it's over because that would say that we just burn all the scripture, all the warnings and all the things in the Bible and many live in that false grace mindset and 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 and, and they're in bondage or they're ensnared by the enemy. And then many want to say no, no one's saying to to wake up and worry about the devil. No. The, we, we, we focus on Jesus, but don't be ignorant that he can be, he is capable if you let him. See, he's capable if you let him. He can't do nothing to you unless you let him. He can come knock on your door every day at your house and you can look to the people and so it's the devil and you don't have to open the door and he can't come in and do nothing to you. But if you open the door, oh, say, okay. And many people all every day, they open the door, come on in, Satan, uh, sit down right here. Uh, demons, sit here, yeah, let's, let's have fellowship today, yeah. Let's talk today, yeah, yeah, that person, I know, and ah, negatives, agreement, blah, 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 oh, yeah, I know. And God's like, oh, you know, hurry up, you know. And then he's like, well, you know, it's getting hot in here, let me open up the back window. You know, and then just let the draft in, and the enemy's going in and out now because he has access. Second Corinthians 2, 1 through 11. But I'm determined this with myself, that I could not come unto you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he then that maketh me glad? But the same which is made sorry by me. And I wrote this same unto you, lest when I came, I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy is in is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not that you should be grieved. So I wrote all this, not to you be grieved. A lot of you, you tell them about, uh, it's like, so you'll be ready. So you see. So he's trying to let you know what's going on. Many people can't even take that. And all of a sudden they become a victim. Even in, in the warnings. But that you might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any have caused grief, he has not grieved me. But in part that I may not overcharge you all. So he has not grieved me. See, Paul didn't let people get to him. Even though he had the same temptations. If he was saying like, I'm not going to let this person get me angry at them because then I'm going to uh, allow the enemy to start working on me. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the word. You know, Paul's like, I'm going to do the word. And I know that God has given me revelations. Not only did he do the word, God was giving him the word by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he wanted to obey the words of God. Sufficient to so to such a man in this punishment, which is was inflicted of many, talking about this person that was doing this harm, so that counterwise you ought rather to forgive him. Forgive him. Paul's like, I forgave him. I'm not even hearing these things. I could get really 
You know, I could get a negative agreement. I could get, uh, um, what do you call that, a, a counteroffense. You know, someone gets offended because you heard about somebody hurt your friend and you weren't even there, but you, you heard about it. So now you hear about it. So now you're offended too. And now you, you're mad at that person. You, you might not even know him, but more if I meet him. I'm surely not going to like him. I'm not going to love him. I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from him. But he says, you ought to rather forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. So when you give in to these things that your flesh wants to do, you begin to get sorrowful. Or I beseech you that you would con- confirm your love toward him. So he's like, don't let your flesh start to rule you, let your spirit man rule you, and love him. Remember Jesus says, uh, bless those that curse you, uh, forgive and you shall be forgiven. All the things that we've been learning, everybody should know it, but nobody wants to do it when it comes time to do it. That's what the problem is. Oh yeah, I know that, but it's not, you know. And that's when the devil says, I got you. When you want to do your own way, your own will. So he says, Will I beseech you that I would confirm and love toward him? For this end also I write that I might know the proof of you. And this he's saying, I write, then I know really what, what you're made of. This I write to you to see, is this person that obviously did something wrong? Obviously should, you know, are, are you, are, are you, are, but are you, are you actually loving this person? So Paul says, For this end also I write that you might have the proof of you, whether be obedient in all things. So right now your obedience is being shown to all men. When we do not do what we're actually capable of doing and know what we ought to do, it's called sin. So actually, this is the problem. And see, many people don't understand that because they are still worldly minded. This person did me wrong, so they... I have a right. But in the kingdom right of God, we lost our rights. We lost our rights and we are commanded to love. The two greatest commandments is love your neighbor as yourself. And no, love God first. And, and, and the second commandment is love your, love, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your might, heart, body, and soul. And, lo- and it even goes as far as in saying love your enemies. Whoa. So how do we do that? See, so... The devil is still in this world actually to buffet us. It says that Paul had all these revelations and he was getting a, so he wouldn't be so puffed up that he wouldn't be so, so uh, you know, prideful that God was using even the devil and a messenger of Satan in Paul's life even to keep him grounded, to keep him like to know that, yes, I'm seated in heavenly places, but you know what? I'm standing on the earth too and I better watch out for the devil. Even though the devil's under my feet, let me know that he can come if I open the door, if he knocks on my heart. The devil knocks on her heart and God knocks on her heart. Some people don't even open the door to, to Jesus, but they open the door to the devil. To whom, he says, and then the last scripture here, he says, For your sakes forgive I it the person of Christ. To whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it, in the person of Christ. So you're not really forgiving this person in your, because you, because you're forgiving them in Christ because Christ forgives them. So if we're supposed to be in Christ, then we're ought to act like Christ. So in other words, if you walk in Him and you put on Christ, make no provisions for your flesh, 
So what happens is you start to do a Christ. So Christ forgave me, so I have to. So Christ, what he says, how do you know Christ forgave Well, this is what I'm saying. Jesus said, forgive them, they know not what they do. So that basically covers a lot of people's ignorance. That covers a lot of people's sins. God will be the final judge. And that's why Jesus says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So he's like, forgive them and turn over to me and let me be the judge. And you stop judging people. And you stop deciding when you're going to uh, give in or what. Because the devil will take you captive at his will. And the Bible also says the enemy... Uh, See, people want to just forget all these things in the Bible. It says the enemy comes for three reasons. To steal, to kill, and to destroy. Not in the world. You. Us personally. He, that's what he wants to do. So basically, the funny thing is, before we were Christians, the devil didn't have to waste too much time because he was already following your lust and following the world. He's like, they're, they're on their way where I'm going. I'm not going to waste my time. You know, he might take over some people that let him even in that evil people but you know not everyone's a psycho evil murder and bad-hearted person they're mostly just deceived people that are trying to do good don't know how to do good and know that they're sinners and have no power over their sin and then when people are really bad 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 he starts to take them over in the world too but in when you're born again and you're a christian now it's actually like this it's like the devil's like oh demons my army go get them Take them out. Stop them. Hinder them. Let them lose their identity. Don't let them know who they are. Let them be tripped up in this word of God. Let them get unforgiveness in their heart. Do something because we got to, you know, tie them up. They might be walking around, but they cannot do something. Go strip their armor from them because we don't want them to be any assets to Jesus. We have enough problems Already that Jesus died on the cross now and he gave them power. Don't let them know the power they have. So then we don't let them know the power they have, they won't use it. Or if they live in condemnation, they'll be too ashamed to think they can use it. See, when you're sinning, you already know you're wrong. And then you know how dare you try to think you're greater than the devil. So then you're scared to even confront him because you know that he's right. You know you were supposed to forgive. I know. And he says, you know what? You're right, devil. And I forgive him right now. You know what? You're over. And tell him to go. And then, then go back to that. But no, we, what we do is we start to believe and we start to meditate. We have a tea party. I'm not talking about to, uh, because the taxes were too hard. A tea party means we sit down and we have tea with the devil, morning tea, and we just start to meditate. Everything he wants us to think and say. And then we say, we want to blame the devil. But see, the world can actually blame the devil, or they can go back and blame Adam and Eve, whatever they want to do, because it's like, yeah, because really, you know, but they really can't blame the devil because they're really guilty too, because they're actually doing the things that they're doing. But actually now, we cannot blame the devil because we have power. We have power over the devil, but we have to use it. And we can give our power... To him. So, verse 11, lest, after all this, he's talking about that one thing, but it goes on everything. Lest Satan should get an advantage, right? An advantage. Look up what an advantage is. An advantage of us. So, in other words, unless Satan takes advantage of us, 
What is taking advantage of something here? Well, if somebody supposed to be your friend, because he'll even come as an angel of light, he'll come as your friend, but if someone's supposed to be your friend and they have a hidden agenda, they're really not pure, and you know, someone you want to go in business with, but you think, oh yeah, this is going to be great. They tell you all the, all the benefits and all this, but then all of a sudden, you know, you go in business and then their whole, they take advantage of you. They start to rip you off. They start to steal from you. That's what they end up doing. They start to, to, to um, take, t- take advantage of you, you know, like people do with older people. They take advantage of them because they're getting old. They go up on their roof maybe and the, the, it has one roof leaker tells them you got to get the whole roof fixed when they could have spent $300 to fix the leak and the people believe them that's taking advantage and that's what the devil does to many Christians it's just a little roof leak all you got to do is get the devil buddy take no you need a hold it's all this and takes advantage I can't do this I can't do that when right then you can do whatever you want lest Satan takes an, a, get an advantage of us for we, here is the, for we are not ignorant of his devices. But I'm saying so many Christians are so ignorant of his devices because they've been in false grace. They don't read the word of God. They don't understand. And they think because Jesus said it was finished, and it is, he has the victory. God won. But we have to live out this life, and Satan's still around. And evil and, 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 and our choices are still around every day. And we got to understand it. We have to make the right choices. The right choice is always the Word of God. The right choice is always to forgive. The right choice is always do not give place to the devil. The all right choices. So if we have the victory, those same people, why are Christians stuck in all these different things? Right? Uh, pornography or stuck in um, a- anger, stuck in unforgiveness. Because Jesus, it was finished. He got the victory over all those things. So you brag about him all the time, but he ain't bragging about you. He's not looking at us and saying, look at this. Oh, this is my, you know, this great servant. He's like, oh, God, I'm, there they go again. I got to go. go t- right? Because... We're being ignorant of the enemy's device. We're not saying we're going to lift up the enemy. That's what the religious system always wants to do. Oh, just don't. Yeah. Great. And it's funny. I'm just thinking right now. The ignore is probably that word. It's probably in the word ignorant. I'm not sure. Let me look at it. It could be. There's an A in that. But if you change one E or something. But ignore. People say, yeah. When he knocks on your door, ignore him. That's, yeah, you want to ignore him, but you do not want to be ignorant that if you open the door, he could do something to you. You see, there's a difference between he, people say, oh, God's got this. God fights my battles. I don't have to worry about nothing. That is a haughty attitude. At the same time, you can be bold and, and know that you have the victory and everything, but you got to stay humble and say, but for the grace of God... Father, help me not to give in to his temptations. Help me not to give in to his devices. And that is the relationship. But, and then if you do give in, you run and humble yourself. Now, I've heard people say, you, you, I said this one person, because they were struggling and they were starting to just get demons were coming. And I, and I said, the enemy wants to, wants to devour you. 
Oh, I'm a crook. God, I can't. I'm like, that's the ignorance he's, Paul is talking about. This person said, the devil can't do nothing to me. Because they've heard it on TV all the time. But at the same time, they're in bondage and the devil's dragging them around and making them a puppet. Saying what he wants them to say. Doing what he wants them to do. You know, at the same thing. And at one side of their mouth, they're saying the, the, the word that is true in one aspect if you're living righteously. And out of the other side of their mouth, they're saying something ignorantly. And the Satan's laughing as they're looking foolish and exposed to everybody. You see, that's why we do not pay homage to the enemy. We don't lift up the enemy, but we need to realize we cannot be ignorant of his devices because it's written, right? Ignorant. Let's see what this word actually means. Lacking knowledge or awareness in general. We're not saying to... Wake up every day, oh, the devil. No, of course not. Ignore him, ignore him. But know that it's possible. Possibilities can come if we don't act right, if we don't live right, if we do not obey the word of God. That's it. And people don't want, they fight that all the time. That's why this whole battle in the church is going about, oh, doing this about, you know, all this, this, this false doctrines about, He's done everything, and he has, but turn around like, you know, we, we, we cannot fall into to temptation and, 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 and under, his, under his power if we don't let him. It's, it's, it's a lie. Lacking knowledge or awareness in general, uneducated or unsophisticated. He was told that he was ignorant and stupid. Uneducated, unknowledgeable, untaught, unschooled untutored man you and, and and a lot of churches and places you can't even talk about the devil a lot of them say he doesn't even exist anymore in your life because you're you're in christ but the thing is they're in sin and when you're in sin the devil's right there so you cannot be in christ because christ does not sin if you're in sin you see the difference it's an oxymoron it's like they try to tell because they don't speak the reality of what's really going on in their life People, places, and things. They're speaking the reality of prophecy, of, of the promise of walking in the Spirit. So if I'm not walking in the Spirit, what do you walk in the flesh? So if you're walking in the flesh, you have opened the door to the enemy. Untra untrained, illiterate, unlettered, unlearned, unread, uninformed, unenlightened, unscholarly, un unqualified, Benighted, backward, inexperienced, unworld, unsophisticated, stupid, simple, mindless, pig ignorant, thick-headed, air-headed, dense, dumb, dim, dopey, wet behind the ears, slow, to, slow on, on the uptake, dead from the neck up, dozy, a brick short of a load. This is what God's saying like when we don't. You want to be called those things in the kingdom? There he is. That, not the full shilling. Too sh I mean, it goes on and on. And there's knowledgeable, lacking knowledge, information, or awareness about a particular thing. So he's saying we have to know. Interest don't. It's not true. That is a big problem because if you don't know what what could happen, it could it will happen. You see. 
We, gotta, we know what's going to happen in the end. We had to know about the mark of the beast so we don't take it, right? Because <laughs> if we don't know about the mark in the Bible, so the, the enemy's written in the Bible not to fear him, not to, not to follow him, so we know what not to do. He's not written in here to fear and, or, or to worry about him, but to, to know what he's capable of and what we're actually can be capable of too. If we don't obey God. And that's all we try to do. And everybody attacks this message. These messages. All these messages that are in the Bible. They attack it all and say it's the law. Say that if we stand against the devil. It's the work of the flesh. And God done it all. It's so deceiving. And all of them are not living in victory. And, and a lot of them. See if you believe something long enough. Then doesn't mean it's like. If, if this is not. If the devil cannot deceive you, then you're already deceived if you think that. Because it says it's even written that way. Don't think you're going to be deceived lest you be deceived or something like that. But I don't think that's there. But it says, do not think you cannot be deceived. But we know we cannot be touched unless he tricks or deceives us. We have power. We have the power of God and the authority. And if we give it to him... See, people say, oh, I have the power of God. It's like, no, there's like, God has power and I have the power of God. But God's actually saying, you have the power of God. So you have the power, right? You have the power to give in to the enemy or not. You have the power to overcome scorpions and serpents. You have the power, which means the grace. So you have the grace of God to be able to do it. And I'm going to show you in the scriptures. Many people say they have the grace, they have all these things, but they have become a slave to lies. Ephesians 4, 22-32. That you put off the, com- the former conversations of the old man, which is corrupt according to its de- deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new man, which after God is created righteous and holiness. So he's talking to people that are that are born again and saved. And see, in, in some of these denominations, they're like, we got everything. When I got saved, I got Christ. I put on Christ. But then why would Paul tell the, this Ephesian church later on, after they already got saved and everything, put on Christ? Why would he say that if it wasn't something that they could actually step out of if they, if they, if they made that decision to do it? See, we got to take the whole, whole New Testament. I mean, the whole Bible, but the whole New Testament. And not just cherry pick the scriptures that we want to meditate on for, for every time we get entangled with the devil. He'll never leave me or sake me when you ran 50 miles from God and he can't even keep up. And you're like, Jesus never leaves you faking. Yeah, but you... You done, you know, took off, bolted from him. He's sitting over there waiting for you to come back to the table, to the word of God, to the truth, to your repentance. And you took off. Yeah, he never, he didn't leave you. He's right there. You left him. Oh, see, they don't, they don't think that big. They take a scripture and they make up their own imaginary gospel, their own imaginary thinking. And what they're doing is being ignorant 
of what is capable to happen to somebody. Because they are ignorant in their, in their, in their, in their own doctrines. Ignorance of the Word of God. If we cannot take the Word of God for granted, we need to understand that it has no, no, has no private, personal private interpretation. It is what it is. It is what it is, and it doesn't. And anybody that has the mind of Christ can understand. If you're really born again, I know people that aren't saved and born again that have a hard time understanding, and that's understandable. And Jesus made it that way. But us, this I'm preaching. I, people are like, "Whoa, we're, everyone comes and attacks these these messages because they think I'm out on a crusade talking to people that aren't saved." No, this is apostolic building up of the of the of the body of the house of God. It's a whole different. Get, everyone gets their own mindset of what they think you shouldn't be doing and not doing when it's a different gift and a different office because God said, I set them in the church, a pastors, apostles, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for the work of the ministry. For that. So the evangelist is going to talk and preach a whole other way and, and to bring you into the house so the apostles and prophets can raise you up to stand against what? To not be ignorant against the devices of that, to know what is to come, to know what you're supposed to do, to know what could happen if you don't do it, and to help one another to stand in victory in what was already done on the cross. But if it was already finished for you, then why are you so stuck? Then why can't you get out of the problem that you're in? Because you've given place to something that you don't have to because you have power over it. But you only have power over it if you apply the power. You might have all power. And there's God right there. Let's make an example of the plug, right? And you, He's all power, but you don't plug it in. You have nothing. Once you plug that thing in, now it's connected. So what connects us to the power? The truth, humility, obedience, the Word of God. Right? Paul said, I didn't come to you with enticing words of manner. I'm not trying to, trying to make you follow me because I'm so sophisticated, that I am so look so good, that I'm su such worldly wisdom, and I know all about the elements of the world and the oceans and all the science and all this. He says, I come with, with the word of God and the power. With the power. See, the word of God has power. To what? You have the power to, to, to not give place to the devil, but you have to be able to apply it, to believe it, and to stand on it. It's very simple. So he says this, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put, put on the new man, which is, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things are new. Yes, so don't put on the back on the old man. And created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away... See, there's something we do. We're not just not liars anymore. Yes, we are not liars anymore because we're in the righteousness of Christ. But we're capable to lie. See, the difference is, I'm not a liar anymore. But I sure can lie if I choose to. Right? It's very simple to think about. But they don't want to... I'm not a... I'm, I'm not a sinner anymore, but I can sure sin if I choose to. So the only difference between the world and me now is God has now given me the power to do what I couldn't do before when I was in the old man. I was a slave to Satan. Now I'm a slave to God. But I still live in this world, and I still have 
to stand and do because the I cannot be ignorant that Satan wants. You got to understand this. I don't care how little, you, nothing you think you are in the body of Christ. If you are part of the body of Christ, you have a target from the enemy. He's after you. Okay? And if you don't think he's after you, then you're already deceived. And if you don't think he's after you, you have more pride than anyone else because that's false humility. Because the Bible says, he, do not be ignorant of his devices. So, and it talks about the things we shouldn't do. Lie, speak evil one another, not to love your neighbors and to love one another, not to get angry, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, do not sin, do not give. And 27, neither give place to the devil. How do you give place to the devil? When you don't submit to the word of God, when you don't obey God, when you don't plug it in and take the power of the word in your, in, in your place and you just... You know, you have you've been born again, you're a new creation, but you don't you don't you don't live that ambassador life. You're not seated in heavenly places because if you're seated in heavenly places, then Satan's under your feet. You're actually ground warfare all the time. You're going face to face. The devil's wearing you out because every day you're face to face fighting him when all you gotta do is put him on your feet. And that's where the rest is. And it all comes through our choices. See, and this message is don't be ignorant that he can make you a puppet. How many of us listening here and right here in this room know people were on fire for God, obeying God, doing all this thing, and Satan got a foothold and they turned into other people. Like, they weren't really other people, but it was like the old man. They weren't the person that was covered and, and, and had Christ on. It, something happened. You can see it. You can smell it, the attitude, the, the whole thing. That means they gave place to the devil. And if they gave place to the devil, it's nobody else's fault but theirs. And if they gave place to the devil, it's not God's fault either because we have his word. And see, the devil can only get so much where when we know. The more we know, the more he knows. And he says they know. Now they're in disobedience. I, the devil, you can just say, oh, I'm going to be in disobedience and look to the even look to the, to the people. So there he is. And, and, and be on the other side of the door, totally giving place to the devil. He'll just kick the door down anyway. Because the, our protection is in the truth. Our protection is having the full armor of God. Our protection is not giving over to him and repenting and forgiving and doing those things. The things are doing the word of God is our protection. Because he is promised. And it is written so it goes on and says, him that steals, steal no more. What? Because, you know, I'm not a thief anymore, but I sure have the, if I choose to go steal, if I choose to go to the gas station and go knock some lady and grab her purse, even though I've been delivered from that, even though I am free from that life, even though the temptation shouldn't even be there, I can just go do it anyway. Do you know that? You can just do that. You know, people can, even habits, they're like, even think about doing something, they don't have the pull anymore because they their mind has to be renewed by the Word of God. So there's that process too. I don't care how much you, it's a renewing of the Word of God. It's being changed. It's the washing of the water word is actually what starts to change 
the way we walk, but we've, we're already born again, clean. We're blood washed. He sees our sin and we're not perfect. But this message is about being ignorant that we can be played by the devil because many Christians don't believe that anymore. But it's all written in the Word. And you look at yourself or look at other people and see how they get tossed to and fro by the enemy because they're giving place. We cannot give place. And you know what? When we do, it's just like with, with the things. God is like, come on. Come to the throne of grace. Do it. He, he can't step in because it's written already what not to do and what to do. And He wants us. The power is in the Word. And who is the Word? It's God. It's Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was flesh, and the Word dwelt among us in the Word. And now I am that living bread that came from heaven. Now eat my Word means do my Word. Eat it means you're receiving it in, you're digesting it, you're living it, you're making it one with you. Drink it. Eat it. Or what you do is you resist it. And when you resist the Word, you're resisting God. And then who's right there? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Use edifying things that ministers grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. See, and the whole time is you're not just left with a book, the Logos word and that. You also have the Spirit trying to convince you, trying to tug on your heart, trying to, and helping you. So you, that's the power you have. It's Him also. But when you grieve Him, that means you're resisting Him. You're saying, God, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow my flesh. I don't care what you're saying because only my Spirit's connected to you because God does not rule and reign our flesh. He says, well, we have to submit that to His Spirit and our Spirit that is connected to Him when we are born again. Wherefore, you are sealed unto the day of redemption. But see, you can grieve Him. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you, all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving. I mean, Paul said, forgiving one another. So obviously he's saying that's a big place where the devil comes. Even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And Jesus made that one of his main topics of his ministry because he knew that was going to be the biggest obstacle for Christians to overcome was forgiving when things are done wrong to them. He knows. So he did it though. He said, now that I did it, shows you that you can do it and I have the Holy Spirit. Now I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have a past. You have a, all these different things, but you can do it and you can do it. And then they love to take scriptures, you know, when they people want to go get a new job or I can do all things at Christ's church. When they want to get, you know, another degree, in college, or, or if they want to, you know, do this, they'll pull this scripture out all the time. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. But when it's time to crucify in their flesh, you don't hear that scripture. <laughs> oh no, you know. So it's always cherry picking for your own, your own, you know. No, the scripture applies to that. I can do this because Christ strengthens me. I can do all things because He strengthens me. He endows me with grace. <clears throat> a slave to listening to the Antichrist verbiage. That's what we become. We just listen to Him. Some people become His play toy because they believe His lies over the Word of God. 
See, that's unbelief. The word of God is true. The Bible says, let my words be true and every man's words be a lie. When you do not do the word of God, you're just to hear the word of God and we believe lies. And yes, how do you do that? Well, James 1, 21 through 25 says this. Wherefore, lay apart every, apart all filthiness and superfluity and naughtiness and receive, put away the old man, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. So what saves your soul? The Word of God. What saves you from bondage? The Word of God. Who is the Word of God? Jesus. What gave Him power now and gave it to you? The blood. But, because there must have been a problem going on back in too, because James was explaining it. Be ye doers of the Word. How do you do the Word? Well, you read it. It says to forgive, and you forgive. That's the doer of the word. It says, do not steal, and you know it's written, you don't do it. <laughs> it says, so you don't hear it. See, in other words, he's saying, you sit in church, hear a sermon every week, but you go home and you still live the same way you did. It's like, it's worthless. You can know the Bible. People, that's what religion is. They listen, they recite it. Their whole plot is, I know this scripture, but does the scripture know you? Or, I know, I can recite, so what? Have you lived what you're reciting? That's what God's going to say. He says, right, I'm writing it on your heart that you might be a conduit of my word, that you might be a living epistle. So people, when they see you, they see me. So being read by your lifestyle. A living epistle means living the word. And that's the difference between religion and relationship. Living, a living epistle means you're not just hearing it every day, you're living it. And that's what pleases God. And when you're living it, you can speak it. And when you live it, you speak it, you're actually an oracle. You know why Jesus has so much power? He lived it, and when He spoke it, all heaven had to move. Because what He lived, He spoke. And that's where power. People preach, but they don't live it, and there's no power. Because God cannot empower what we do not. He cannot back what is not true. His word, He backs. So that's why evangelists move in so much power, because they're not trying to tell you to do something they're not doing. They're telling you everything that He did. And see everything that Jesus did, and everything that He wants to do for them. That's why you see more miracles, signs, and wonders with evangelists and signs for the unbelievers so they can come and they can also start to walk and follow Him. What is that? Picking up our cross. Doers of the Word and not hearers only. What does it say when you only hear and you don't do? You deceive your own self. And this is the biggest problem in, in what we call church today is many people are deceiving themselves because they got saved, they say they know Jesus and say He's defeated the enemy, but they live in defeat every day. For these people are behold themselves as going there and they go their way, and if any be here and and, 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 and be here and if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like 
a man beholding his natural face, his natural face, in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, he beholds himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. You were born again. You're, you're a new creation. You put on Christ. We have, we are, we are made, it's like, that's who you are now. But you forgot that because you don't want to live the Word. You don't want to do the Word. See, you, you can be that and forget that because you're not doing that. So everybody wants to live on the big old scope of that is it. But everything in the Bible is like, if you do that, that's your, yeah, it's all here, but you cherry pick all the things to make everything you're doing okay because it makes you feel better. But at the same time, the whole time, the Holy Spirit is convicting you to do the Word so you can actually live in victory. And you wrestle with it and you fight everybody because you think people are trying to tell you you're not saved, you're not this, you're not that. No, they're just trying to want to see you free. And, and everything gets mixed up because we don't want to do the Word. Because the Word, doing the Word, means I have to die to myself and do what He says. So doing the Word is actually picking up your cross. Everybody that does the Word of God has to pick up their cross every day. And that's what it is. Forget what manner who you are. Forget you were born again. Forget. But whosoever looked to the perfect law of liberty, freedom... And continue therein. He is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Oh, faith, save, salvation, not my work. But then we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So we're not saying that anything got, works got you saved, but are you free still? Because, yeah, He set you free. Are you becoming freer and freer, or are you not changing? I heard this person say this week, God doesn't change anybody. He's preached this to thousands. God doesn't change anybody. The world does. The world made you bad. The world made. It's so, it's so true, but it's so wrong. Because what about the scriptures? He changes us from glory to glory. You know, you're so plugged in the world, that's why you were like you were. No. <laughs> it's so much deeper than that. And so much more simpler, actually, too. So they change things a little bit to, to make, it's just crazy. And then he says, because it, it kind of makes sense, yeah, the world's what corrupts you. But God is changing me as I come out of the world. He's making me better and better. So, and I'm being changed from glory to glory and faith to faith. Because a lot of these people, they don't know the Bible. They know all the sermons they heard of the same person that only wanted to preach those same sermons. And they then that and then they get they remember the same scriptures and they all the same sermons. So they've been indoctrinated, but it's not the full counsel of God. And then they've been indoctrinated by this this vein of of because there's so much in it that's true, but leaves out so much. We're not saying that everything they say is not true, not some not saying some of them but but it's like what they don't say is very dangerous. Like, do not give place to the devil. Like, um, be not ignorant of the devil's devices. Oh, we don't, we don't try to pay attention to the devil here. No, we're not 
coming here to worship the devil. We're coming here to take him out. We're coming here not to give place. We're coming here to destroy the works of darkness. But you got to understand, there's works of darkness going on. So how do you destroy works of darkness if it doesn't exist anymore because you've been saved? This is the illusion the devil keeps putting on people and keeping them in bondage. Well, whosoever looks to the perfect law and forgive it. And he says, but a doer of the work, and you can change that to the word, this man shall be blessed in this deed. Everybody wants to preach about how blessed they are, but they don't want to live the word. The blessing is in the obedience of the word of God. See, that's what we don't have. We have the problem with the prosperity gospel because it's all about the blessing without the, the word of God, about what we have to really do. It's coming, it's coming, and we don't change and do anything right. It never comes because God doesn't bless a mess. He blesses those that can bless others. You give revelation, you give teaching, you give oil. He'll give it more and more to you so you can give it out. Obedience, you see. Now that we're saved, we have the grace to overcome every situation. That means you have the power. So in a nutshell, you have the power to let Satan mess with you or resist him. Period. You want to blame it on the person you got offended with? No, it's you. Because God deals with everybody personally. He's not going to say, well, I'll deal with them, and when they got it, I'm going to come back and help you. No, he, it's one-on-one. -on -one. What Everything goes around us doesn't really matter in the kingdom of God. It's between us and God. God will put us actually in people, places, and situations to see if you are going to obey His Word. People hate that because they want to blame the devil for everything. See, that's the whole problem. The, the devil, the devil, my son, this, they stole from me, the devil made this person to the devil, the devil, the devil. They want to blame it on their circumstances. And they live their whole life as a victim. This is called rebellion and disobedience. So if we think we can outsmart the enemy with our own wisdom, that is pride. The only reason I'm trying to say that, we're not trying to preach on the we're trying to understand that we have to be smarter than the enemy. And the only way to that is to be hidden in Christ, is to obey His Word. And He may, and it says this, and the enemy without wisdom is pride, and He may, and then if we... Get prideful, the enemy is able to touch us. 2 Peter 3, 16-18 As also in all his epistles, speaking to them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures, unto their own destruction. See, it's when we have the Bible. So if we're born again and you're three years saved, it's not you can't blame it on the devil. The answers are in the Word. You therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before, beware lest by also being led away with the error of the wicked. Who is he talking to? The heathen? The people, the evangelists out there? People in the church don't get it. He's, he's warning us. The era of the wicked. 
fall from your own steadfastness. Fall. You. They, all the time, people, you try to preach, they call it works. Because you're trying to teach people to obey the word and to live it, and they, it's works now. Jesus did all you, know, you got to do is go to church. It doesn't make sense. To them, it makes all the sense. Because we're, we're, we're coming against false grace, and, not <clears throat> and what they're doing is trying to say, yeah, yeah, it's all right. We're supposed to, everything, you're supposed to be beat up by the devil every time. It's okay. We're going to be in heaven one day. We're, we're sealed with a seal. And we're saying, no, God wants you to live victoriously now. He doesn't want you to have to be tormented by the devil. He wants you to torment the devil. Well, our job now, Jesus walked there. He tormented the devil because he was learned obedience to what he suffered. He didn't glorify what he suffered, but he learned obedience through what he suffered. And what he went through, he did it to show us that we can do it too. And he tormented the devil because he had so much light going on in him and around him. So it's possibly led away by the error of the wicked. He's talking to the... Peter's talking to the church now. We know that, but what, where, where, we don't know. Probably someone else could find that out. But grow in grace and the knowledge. He said, grow in grace. What's that? Grow in power. Grow in understanding. Grow in grace. So how does that once saved? Oh, uh, we're, we're saved by grace and any man should boast. How do you grow in that if, it's, if you already got it all right then? There's so much in the Word that uproots this mindset and thinking, and they come to try to bring confusion on the little ones, and they're being sent by the devil. And nobody even knows who's really saved or not saved anymore because they have so much Scripture and so much deception. But Paul said the heresies were good for those so we can actually see who's really preaching the Word. See, if, if, if you didn't have all these heresies then you wouldn't really know who was really teaching the real word. But actually, they actually expose and vice versa as well. But until you really see those, you can't really see that. So, grow in the grace. Grow in grace. So what is grace? Grow in power, understanding in the word of God. See, there's a different grace. There's a grace unto salvation, which is not by works that no man should boast. It's unmerited. It's, it's, it's God's mercy and sovereignness, and He just does it because He loves us and He's good. And then there's the endowment of His life on earthly vessels, the grace to overcome, the grace to win the race, the grace to not give up, the grace to learn more, the grace for revelation, the grace to see the grace to be convicted. It's, it's, it's His grace. It's Him. He is that. 1 Corinthians 10, 5-14 But with many of them, God was not pleased. They were overthrown in the denominational churches, in the false grace churches. They were overthrown in the carnal church. They're overthrown in the wilderness. 
Now these things were an example. We should not lust after evil things as they lusted, neither be idolaters. And it goes on and on. And, 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 and it says, Neither tempt Christ as many of them tempted him and were destroyed by serpents. That was an example of the devil. Well, I think God uses these different Old Testament kind of animals to try to speak to a, a spiritual. He said, first the natural and now the spiritual. Paul talked all about that. First the natural. The temple, right? Now we are the temple. It's a spiritual temple. Not milk by the hands of man. Well, you can't see it. God is spirit. And those that worship and show worship in spirit and truth. And God is spirit. To be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. God is spirit. So our spiritual house. Neither let us tempt Christ. As some of them tempted him were destroyed by some. Neither murmur. Complain. Now all these things happen unto them for an for example. And a lot of things happen to people in the church today for an example. God, I don't want to be an example. Father, we pray that we don't not become an example for people that are saved what not to do. Because when you become an example for that, that means the Satan's got you. And it's like, what do they do? Oh, they never they didn't do this, they didn't do that. And don't think, see, we think that, and that's why it's so dangerous when we don't have the full word of God being preached to us. Because let us be an example of the glory of God. Let us be an example of the power of God. Let us not be an example of them that were overthrown of the wilderness, that murmured and complained and didn't obey God, and they were taken out by serpents. And it goes on right here, and it says, It's written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Right there's in a nutshell. Wherefore, let him think he thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. There is no temptation taken you but so much is common to man. Don't ever say you're a special case. But God is faithful. Who will not let you, you got to believe the word, suffer you to be tempted above what you're able. So in other words, He will not let you be overcome by the power of the devil. He'll give you more power to be able to do it. That's what He's saying. But, will... With the temptation also, and he'll give you a way to escape. Are you going to take that door? Are you going to step that way? Or are you going to let your pride say, I, you know, devil can't touch me. I'm a child of God. That you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my deliver, flee from my idolatry. Exalting your situation above the Word of God. We cannot be ignorant. Because what does the Bible also say? He find, takes a, a snare and takes us captive at whose will? Satan's will. The only way Satan can have his will, if you give him yours. Because right, right? Because we're in Christ. And, and we're doing the will of God. So if you give Him your will, He can have His will. See, a lot of people give Him their will, 
and he, it becomes Satan's will. Not a novice, 1 Timothy 3, 6-7. Not a novice, us being lifted up with pride. Novice means being immature, being, um, not knowing too much. Not a novice, but being lifted up with pride. He fall in the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, we must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. So, is it possible? So don't let these people tell you that it's not possible. But do not be ignorant. Do not fear the devil. Do not worship the devil. Do not wake up and be afraid of him. Just do not give him place. Just do not think you are greater than anything because you're saved. Do not be prideful. Just be bold as a lion. And to be bold, you got to be righteous. So continue on your righteous walk and shut the door of the devil. 2 Timothy 2, 19-26 Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are His. And let every one that nameth the Lord name depart from iniquity. But in the house there are vessels, not only of gold and silver, also of wood, hay, and earth, same of honor and some of dishonor. If a man, he didn't say God did it when he said it was finished. If a man, he didn't say, Paul is saying this. That's the process of sanctification, working out our salvation, renewing our mind, changing our hearts, and doing these things. What is he saying? If a man therefore purge himself, purge himself, oh, but they'll, they'll say, oh, it's works. It's the works of the law. No, it's called relationship. It's called denying oneself. It's called picking up your cross. Purge himself. We, can, we know we can't do it without him. See, we're not saying we're doing this alone. We're doing it with Him. With the Holy Spirit working with them. Right? And these signs following them. Casting out demons. Well, how about some of demons in your own self? In your own mind? Cast them out. Healing the sick. How about healing your own body? Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. Preaching the gospel, the whole word, then there's power. These things are great. It says flee these youthful lust. It says this: If a man purge himself, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared for every good work. That's why Satan's after you. He doesn't want you to be useful to the master. You see why he does it? It's not just, he hates you, yeah, because you, and he's going to hate you more and more, the more and more you begin to look like your maker. See, that's why people say, oh, another level, no, it's not another level. Actually, another level, less devils, because the higher you go, the closer you are to him. Flee these things. And meet for the master's use, prepare for every good work. Follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace. And then that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. See, everyone waits to call on the Lord when they're in condemnation. God, help, help! When He wants you calling out on Him all the time. God, thank you. Today when I awake, God, let me not fall in this snare that I fell into yesterday. That relationship. Many of us just call out on Him when things go rough. 
and things get tough. But he relationship calls on him because they love him and they're in communion with him. And they know the minute that they're not hearing him, something must be going on. Because if you're hearing the lies more than the truth, then there's a door that's been opened. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God preadventure with... See, he says, instructing those that oppose themselves. Not that the devil took advantage of those that oppose themselves. Why? Because they let the devil take advantage of them. So they're actually opposing themselves. If God have given them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may, that they may recover their selves, themselves out of the snare of the devil. They, we gotta recover ourselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by his will. By him at his will. Remember I said earlier, because you gave him your will? God's will is not for us to be taken captive. So if you're, if the enemy was able to take you captive, because it's not his will. He can't just do whatever he wants to any of us. We know that he, it's not his will right here. He, what he means is the devil can't take you captive at his will whenever he does. That is the devil's will to do it. That's his will. That's his mission. That's what he wants to do. You don't be ignorant of that. You see the difference? People twist the scriptures, but you have to know the whole word of God. Do not be ignorant of his devices, his strategies, his plots, his tricks, his schemes, his illusions, his ways. And, and if he's had, had, had a number on you, you should know it more, more than anybody. But again, the more you resist him, the more he won't waste his time with you. Because, you know, he knows he's, he's on a timetable too. One thing, he's not stupid. He doesn't waste his time on people he cannot get to. He might try to, but if he can't get to, he'll go put find someone else. He's not stupid in the sense of dumb and what he's called, to, what he's been raised to do or cast down to do. Because he was raised to do something way different, but he decided to do things his own way too in heaven. Last um, scripture. Y'all can stand if you want. James 4, 4 through 10. Adulterous and adulterous. Know that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. So if you're a friend of the world, who is the God of the world? It's Satan. And who is, and, and, and it's the spirit of the age. So he's saying, do not be a friend of the spirit of the age and be a friend of the, spirit, the Holy Spirit at the same time. You can't. You can't be a, a friend of all the lies and stuff that are going on in the world and, and agree to them and listen to them and then, then want to be a truth bearer and, and walk in truth and all those things. Do you think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit of that dwelleth in us lust to envy. But he giveth more. Everybody say more. more. He gives more grace. So how, if, if, if we didn't need, 
So if it's a salvation grace, then why do I need more? So if I've been, you know, saved by grace, then we're, you know, why do I need more grace as I walk? See, so why don't we listen and understand the Bible before we and stop fighting one another about what we believe or we've been taught or untaught and just find out the truth of what it is because it's written already. He giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. So you want more grace? Get more humble. You want more grace? Go lower. You want more grace? Obey the word of God. See, being humble is not just crawling on the ground saying I'm nothing. No, that's false humility. Being humble is obeying the word. It's obeying God. Because it's your humility unto Him. Trusting Him. Believing Him. Following Him. And we resist Him is when we give place actually to the devil. Because the Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. Well, we, we can't resist the devil if we're resisting God. We have to be. We're resisting one or the other. See, that's when, that word comes in a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Receiving no grace, no deliverance, nothing from above. And that's what it says. And the double man is, is unstable in all his ways. They walk like drunk men in the world. And they're tossed to and fro by their emotions because they need to obey the word. They need the fear of the Lord. They need to know that they have power. And when we don't believe that he has power, God hates unbelief. See, he'd rather you be struggled with knowing, hey, I... No, you have, I can do this, but I'm just not going to do it. Then play around with, I can't. Because you can. That was what, when they went into the land, ten, I, we can't. And he's like, what? Do you know who I am? Do you know what I am? Do you, you're an unbeliever. You're an unbeliever that I created everything and I have everything in my hands and I have all power. Jesus was a believer all the way to the cross when he said, you don't have power to take my life. My Father has given this power, and I'm going to obey Him, because if you had the power, I would just do what you're telling me to do, but I know that He wants me to do this. It doesn't make sense to any carnal man, to any religion, but I know what I'm doing. My Father knows what I'm doing, and when I obey Him and do what He does, glory comes. Power comes. See, Jesus received all the power on the cross. He humbled Himself all the way to the cross. And the most thing was humbled him when he was being accused for doing something he didn't do. See, that's a hard one for us. To be accused, and many people gossiping all that, and you know that you're clean and it's a lie. Let God fight for you. That is being humble. The Spirit of God dwells in lust of any to give you more grace. Anyone was saying, God resists the proud and gives grace unto the humble. Believe that. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Who is God? Father, Son, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. So, submit yourself, therefore, to the Word of God. Resist the devil. See, that second. See, we've heard this song, but it's been a long time since we said, but everyone's trying to fight the devil, but they're not submitted to the Word of God. And they're getting beat up. And they're believing and they know what it's written, but they're not submitting it for themselves. They're submitting it for an all-time thing. We're overcomers. I don't care that it's going to get through this battle. It's like, you can stop it right now. Submit 
to the Word of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Yea, double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaven. He's saying, humble yourself and I will exalt you. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Father, we thank You. We don't want to glorify the devil. We don't want to fear the devil. We don't want to pay attention to the devil. But we're not going to be ignorant that if we do not follow Your Word, God, if we do not believe You, God, if we do not do what You tell us to do, God, if we do not follow Your Word, God, if we do not uh, uh, press into love our enemies, God, if we do not forgive people, God, if we not do these things, God, we, we have to acknowledge that we're giving opportunity. We're giving a place to the devil. It's not just giving... Uh, our will. We're actually giving a place. We cannot be ignorant of His devices, taking everyone captive at His will. That is His will to take me out. I have to understand my God's will is to make me go through the fire. God's will is to make, make me an overcomer because I already am through the blood of Jesus. God's word is to make me a messenger of righteousness. God's word is to make me bold as a lion. God's word is true. No matter what. And it does say that we are in some kind of, of timing in our life. That our destiny being fulfilled. It's just not uh, wake up and, and go to bed and, and, and be sealed with God. The enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy. But I will not worry about that. I will worry about obeying God. I will worry about loving Him. I will worry about not following Him. And then when you just do that, everything else is automatic. But we will not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. And Father, we ask You now, by the blood in the name of Jesus, that You show us the enemy's strategies, that You show us uh, what He what he's doing that we will not be, uh, we, we ask for your mercy when he tries to tempt us or get us to follow him. And I know that not everybody is having a problem with the enemy all the time. But Father, we have to not be ignorant of his devices. And we ask you, Father God, not to uh, teach us about the devil. Just don't let us forget your word that you said. Do not let us forget that he's capable if we let him him to mess with us and father my whole my whole walk i want to wake up and not let the devil mess with me because i want to mess with him i want to mess him up we were called to destroy the works of darkness i don't want to entertain darkness i don't want to dance with darkness i don't want to kiss Baal. i don't want to do those things that make me uh un feel unworthy and unfaithful I want to be a faithful bride. And I want to be able to stand in confidence, not in pridefulness, in confidence in you, Jesus. And this is my daily bread. This is what I want. And I pray this over every hearing ear today, God, that they will not only hear this word, but they will actually do it as well. And do the word from everything from A to Z. Love, love, focus on love. Don't focus on the enemy. Focus on love. Love does no ought to its neighbor. 
And in that, we fulfill the righteousness of Christ. Let us not give place to the enemy and every snare that tries to entrap us. And let us not be ignorant of his evil devices. And know that if God be for us, who can be against us? He is on our side. The enemy will make you think that he forgot you, that you're losing your salvation. The enemy will make you do these things. That is not the type of, 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 of mindset God wants you to be walking. He wants you to walk in humility, pureness of heart, and with revelation and truth coming out of you like a, like a funnel. Father, we just ask to be funneled from, the, from, from heaven going in us and out of us. Fill us with oil today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.